Nora tracked him around the world when Santa got to Kansas City. The Chiefs blew him out of the sky along with their day on the field against the Las Vegas Raiders. What happened? Why did they derail the sleigh and possibly their chances in the playoffs? We're going to get to today live from Arrowhead with Matt Derrick of ChiefsDigest.com coming up now on Locked On Chiefs Live. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, friends and neighbors. Uh, we are brought to you today by Game Time. If you want to get out to the next Chiefs contest or a concert or anything that you're looking for, check out Game Time, the app. It's uh, super simple. Create an account. Use our code LOCKEDONNFL. You'll get $20 off of your first purchase. It's last-minute tickets. It's lowest prices, and it's guaranteed, except they won't give you your money back if you go watch a stinker like you did today. But there's still some pluses that you can get out of it. We're going to run down. How can they turn this thing around coming up later in the show? Is the defense still for real? We'll cover that as well. We will start with Matt from ChiefsDigest.com, editor-at-large and man-on-the-ground in Arrowhead for us. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and Performance Consulting, NFL33.com and RGR Football, along with my partner Chris Clark of ChiefsCorner.com. You can find all that information there, as well as Chiefs Digest, where Matt runs all of his content through. This is a case, Matt, in my mind, first and foremost, they just didn't show up. They weren't prepared. This looked like a lackadaisical team that had a very, very narrow game plan that once that was thwarted, didn't have an answer. Am I am I off base in any way? I, I don't know if I'd go that far, but I would say that it, it was a team that was not on the same page. I mean, I think that they they showed even from the, the trick plays that they tried to roll out. Um, that they were they were not exactly throwing everything but the kitchen sink, but I think they put a lot into this game plan offensively. Um, but simply they were not up to the energy level of the Raiders once again, which happened in Las Vegas. It happened again today. That has been a consistent theme. Um, but really it was it's a tale of two sides of the football. Defense, to me, played really, really good. A uh, couple of plays that maybe they'd like to have back, but I also think they were kind of situationally driven. I know we'll talk about that later. But offensively, this was a team that was off kilter all day long. Um, they Nothing was really timing right. The offensive line was out of sync. The receivers were, again, out of sync. The quarterback was out of sync. Um, nobody was kind of keeping to the same, same beat. And when that happens, you get performances like today. I think that the biggest, most frustrating thing is that as bad as the Chiefs' offense was, the Raiders' offense was worse, and they, they still won the game. Yeah, it's very hard to lose that game. But uh, the big thing that we talked about is you can't lose the turnover battle. And Kansas City did that. And you know, Ryan, you and I talked about this specifically. Can't lose the turnover battle and you can't give them short fields. Well, they didn't even give them short fields because there was two <laughs> defensive touchdowns against the Chiefs. Uh, so you look at what the Chiefs defense did for the day. They did their job. What they allow? Uh, six points, seven points, something like that. Uh, and you're sitting here in a situation where the the offense gives them 12 points. Yeah, this I mean, is not it, something. I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, Matt. This is no, not no, something no. Yeah, that... I just was going to say. I mean, yeah, I mean, you give up you give up two field goals after on the defense, and I'll go ahead and put the two point conversion on their side since they were on the field for it. But other than that, your defense gives up eight points. Your yep. your offense gives up 12. That's uh, you're not going to win games like that. And that's 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 why they lost the game, pure and simple. Offense lost this game. That's the bottom line. That's the headline. 
And, and that's, that's I think, probably the most frustrating thing for, for most folks out there. There were the miscues. Um, I'm, I'm all for running Wildcat. I think there are multiple guys on this roster that can run Wildcat. You don't have to have Pat Mahomes under there. But running an RPO from Wildcat to Mahomes himself in a reversal of fortunes that just doesn't make sense to, A, put him at, at risk behind the line of scrimmage should someone get penetration in the A-gaps quickly. It just felt like the whole thing was more contrived than it was just about beating the Raiders. And I come back to the coaching staff on that. They didn't seem to have answers when their passing game wasn't working. When they were getting all that pressure, I didn't see them attacking the middle where some of the vacancies were to be had. And that, I feel, comes back to the preparation for this game. Again, I felt like they looked at them and were looking at what comes next, the Cincinnati Bengals, rather than focusing on, yes, it's already a situation on Christmas Day. We're going to buckle down and just hammer this home. Is there anything else that they should have done or maybe been a little bit more attuned to? Yeah, I mean, you know, as much as that, maybe they feel like that they need to run the trick plays in order to get, you know, things to open up, to get separation, to get things done. Um, but if you do feel that way, then I mean, I I think you've, you've you're kind of already throwing up your arms and admitting defeat. Um, if that, if you feel like that, the only way that you can really, you know, get a defense to to open up up a little bit and allow you anything is to do that. I, I think you're you're admitting that you're really deficient in a lot of areas, and I don't think that the Chiefs are. I mean, once again, I mean, I think you saw that. Um, I, I think they had troubles running the football today, and and that was, I think, effort motivation more than anything else. I mean, they just didn't have the holes that they normally have. I mean, I think Pacheco was running his his usual self, but there's no doubt. I mean, in the in the offensive defensive line trenches, I mean, the defensive line with the Raiders won the battle today consistently won the battle not only in the, the past run game but the past game too um that was one of the factors why you know Mahomes had to scramble a lot today but I'm also you know honestly I'm seeing a quarterback that looks a little gun shy at times that has you know an open receiver that either is just not the right place in the progression he's not seeing them it's not the window that he feels comfortable with hard to tell but you know, you're seeing him, I think, put the ball in some windows that he shouldn't. You're seeing him bypass some throws that he should be taking. And and it's all across the board. I mean, everybody continues to make mistakes on this offense. And it's not just one person. I mean, it's everybody. There's nobody on this this, this offense right now that's playing mistake-free football. And that's a problem. Yeah. And you look at Travis Kelsey, what was it, on the second drive of the game as a drop where – uh, if he catches that ball, it's probably second and two. And then the next play, it's second and ten, and then they get a false start penalty. Uh, and then you're just back behind the eight ball again trying to get to a point where you can run your offense and you can be successful. Well, you're not going to be able to do that when you continue to turn the ball over the, the way they did today, but to also to get some stupid penalties like they did as well. And then you start looking at you know what you talk about, Matt, specifically. I felt that there was times where he looked – like he was looking directly at MVS, who looked wide open, at least from the back view, uh, and you can't see everybody on the field, and he doesn't throw the ball. It didn't look like there was anybody around MVS at all, and I understand to some extent not wanting to throw him the ball, but at the same time, those are the throws you have to take. Uh, I think he ended up probably scrambling and getting a first down on the play anyway, and, and the offense continued, but those are the types of plays you just can't just let sit there. Yeah, I think it may have been on the same drive because uh, either it was the same play or I think maybe a different play. But uh, I think there was a play where MVS was opened. I think they eventually got the touchdown to Justin Watson. Um, 
could have been a different drive, but I mean, I know there was an opportunity there. Um, it seemed like there was another throw that uh, Noah Gray was pretty wide open and, and Mahomes either just didn't see it or took off scrambling. I mean, I get it. I mean, he's not going to have perfect vision in the pocket. I'm going to see things from the box that yep. he can't see on the field. But at the same time, we're used to Mahomes making those reads and being able to see those things before we do before they open up and you know that, and that's why i mean I'm, I'm hesitant to use the word gun shy but i mean it's it's popping up more and more around this team that and i get what has pl- has played into that and why mahomes could be gun shy in some certain cases because he's been burnt when he has yep. trusted some receivers in certain situations so i get that but that's not the way he's designed to play and i mean if that if if, if, if he's going to have that approach it's it's not in his best interest and He's got to he's got to go back to being his old self. I mean, as much as I, you know, hey, I'm the guy that will usually say that, you know, Patrick, I think, takes too many deep shots from time to time when it's not there. Not asking that. But, you know, when you trust yourself to put some throws into pretty tight windows, I get he's bypassing some of those tight windows right now. But I'm not sure that all the decisions he's making are, you know, being made in maybe the greatest state of mind uh, of his quarterback career so far, because it, it doesn't seem like he's as sharp as he has been in the past. Well, and to go along with that, just really quick, Ryan, to go along with that, on another play, he threw a ball to Rasheed Rice, who had three guys around him, where he easily could have ran for the first down. Uh, Wide open, and I think it was a third down play, wide open to just run the ball and get a first down, and and you throw it to Rasheed Rice, and the Raiders almost came up with an interception in that situation. So different things that he's doing that he hasn't done in the past that have really slowed this offense down. You're absolutely right. And I think Patrick is part of how they turn this around. Uh, certainly, we'll have to lead it through. We're going to get specific about that coming up later in the show. And next, we're going to talk about the defense because, yes, they were out there too and did their job for the most extent that I can expect of them. Uh, we're going to talk about where do they go, how can they use that for the future. But coming up next uh, here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, we're going to give you a message from our friends and how you can get in the action. Right now, the easiest way and the funnest way, most fun, let's put it, to get in the action is at FanDuel because while the season and the weather outside is getting colder, it is getting hotter at FanDuel to get your money out there on the line. You can get $150 in bonus bets back on your account if you win a $5 money line bet right now. Just one win of $5 and you get $150 coming right back to you on your account. If your team wins, super simple. It makes life simpler to use FanDuel. And if you're thinking about joining, getting in the action, FanDuel is the way to go because there is no better time. You can bet spreads, props, money lines, unders, overs, everything you can think of is available and ready to go for you in their app at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Get into the action this season right now as things start to heat up. It's at FanDuel, the official sportsbook uh, partner of the NFL. Matt, you were there, and I contend that there's there's some imaginary divider within the locker room here because as lackadaisical, as out of focus, and out of sync as the offense looked, the defense showed up from the get-go. They got pressure. They attacked the ball. They did get run on. Let's let's be real. That's not the forte of this defense's uh, process. Jerry Sneed played extremely well today, again, against uh, Devontae Adams. Chris Jones was all over the beginning of this game. The defense did their part of the bargain. I know there were two big runs late in the ball game. Uh, unfortunately, that could have helped them have another hope, but they shouldn't have been in position to make those plays even count, in my opinion, 
Am I giving the defense too much of a pass? I mean, I don't. I don't think you are. I mean, you're talking about uh, you know outside, and even if you take out that one 43 yard run that they gave up at the end when. They were really trying to sell out defensively to make sure that they, they needed a three and out. So, you know, really at that point, 43 yards was as good as 10. I mean, and actually I think it was less than that, maybe in like a, you know, a second or third and three or whatever it was. Um, so, I mean, it didn't even need that. But 43 was the same as a first down. I mean, it didn't really matter at that point. They were trying to get off the field to get their offense to football. But you take that out, and when you look at it, before that play, the Raiders had what? I'm, I'm pulling it up here because I had it a second ago. They had 206 yards of offense for the day. Is that right? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, they had 110 in the second half. They had 205 yards of offense on the day. and 62 46, yards passing for their QB. 46 of them. Their quarterback didn't complete a pass for the final three quarters of the game. Yep. I mean – that is an absolutely, and this is a quarter. This is a team that put up sixty-three points last week, right? And this defense held them to. I, I, I'll give them the six points. I don't even blame the two-point conversion on them because the offense, as you remember, I mean, basically just hosed them twice in a row, um, slowing two two touchdowns in seven seconds. I mean, you're getting you guys are getting me really really hyped up about you know just going over <laughs> this like and seeing, seeing what it did to this poor defense. But, you know, look at those numbers. That was an absolutely dominating performance. The only thing that you could even possibly fault the defense for, don't get any turnovers. Okay, well, you know what? You held them to 162 yards until the final drive of the game. Um, that, to me, I mean, that's the defense doing its job. To me, I'm, I'm, I think it's almost amazing that, you know, we're not – I don't think we're anywhere close to the point where we were a few years ago when – it was the exact opposite, where it was the Chiefs' offense that seemed to be able to score it well. Defense couldn't stop anybody. And you know what? It never broke out in the Civil War or anything, but you always felt that there was some tension, you know, as far as just the offense was like, could, you know, hey, if you guys could just get a stop every once in a while, we could go 16, 17, and 0. Um, now it's the exact opposite. If the Chiefs could just, offense could just score a touchdown a game, one more than they are getting, sometimes even a field goal more than they're getting they'd be fine. I mean, with the way this defense is playing. And and I basically asked Chris Jones that, I mean, you know, in his career that he's, you know, kind of seen both sides of it now. And I think he had a very diplomatic answer. And as far as the, you know, no, I mean, that's just, that's the NFL. I mean, that's the way it goes. And, you know, he's, he's, he's just as much about encouraging his offense to, to get better and get things fixed. And he's optimistic that they can. Um, so I don't think that this def this team is falling apart in any way. And honestly, I mean, the defensive guys that did talk, Nick Bolton was talking about the fact that that 43-yard run was the one that they're going to remember. That's the one that's going to hurt because they feel like if they get that guy on the ground, give the ball to their offense, they've got a chance. So this defense was, was being hard on themselves just for that play alone uh, when I don't think that they deserve any of the blame for this loss. I mean, I think it's totally on the offense. You know, one the, the offense made two or three, four – Big mistakes, and two, one of you correct any one of them, and Chiefs probably can win this game easily. Yeah, I mean, you take one of those touchdowns off the board, and it's a completely different ball game, uh, and they're winning at the end. All obviously, the Raiders had a chance to, you know, score a touchdown and or score a field goal and, and take the lead, but whatever. The question I have really quick is: I think Snead and Jones played fantastic. Is there an update on Snead? Because he did go out. I don't know what he went out for. Was there any update on that after the game? 
They did not detail that. It, it, he did have he had to come out of the game just because the, the clock was stopped. So you know because he was down injured, so he had to come out. Um, but he did not even go. I mean, he went into the, the trainers, you know, for maybe a quick second. So they may have just been giving him a concussion evaluation, and he may have passed it in a hurry. Um, but for whatever reason it was that they went in, he came back out pretty quickly and was on the field a few plays later. Yeah, I saw that. I just wanted to make sure there's no update on the, on the injury for him. I know Pacheco went out with a with a concussion, and then Trey Smith had an injury as well. So that's going to be something to watch for next week. But the defense, I thought, played fantastic throughout the entire game. Uh, you know, you look at what they did in the first half, and they slowed the the Raiders' defense down when they needed it. They you know they held them to a field goal, and that's exactly what you have to do. You're going to give up a drive or two probably every game to an offense, no matter how good your defense is. Uh, and they were able to get it done and hold them to a field goal. But you're absolutely right. When you cannot score points uh, and you can't get anything done, that really hurts you. Obviously, the Butker kick didn't actually end up costing them the game, uh, but that was, I'm sure, very deflating for the Chiefs' offense not to get that score right before half. Uh, but they were still in, in a situation where they could have won the game late, even though their offense was playing horrible most of the day. The defense was getting it done. Yeah, and I will. I, I'd be very interested if we can catch up with Harrison, and, and even if Dave Tobe can tell us uh, this week what happened on the kick. Um, I will say it was a very unusual weather day at Arrowhead. I mean, I know from talking to some of the guys on the field, um, even though it didn't look like it, it was spitting rain at times, so it was pretty wet. Obviously, it was chilly. Um, not a lot of wind on the field, but there was a kind of one of those nasty Arrowhead swirling winds at kind of the club level. And you saw it affecting everybody. I mean, the, the Raiders basically, when they were punting, were, were trying to hit line drives and keep it out of the wind. Um, Tommy Townsend even shanked one, you know, trying to deal with the wind a little bit, I think. Um, he was pretty, pretty upset with himself for, for that one. Uh, so all, all the kickers were having a hard time today. It, did that factor into the passing game as two? I mean, nobody really talked about that. But um, there's no doubt. I mean, you watch both of these teams today. It was a hard day to hold on to the football. Uh, I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, unless both teams just mentally were checked out today, um, there was there had to be a, some other factor why this was just a terribly, terribly sloppy football game, other than the fact it was Christmas Day. I have to think that that's it. But every day isn't Christmas Day. How do they take this and turn it around? They're running out of time. The Cincinnati Bengals are coming at them on a short week. We're going to get to what happens next and what has to happen for them to get that turnaround coming up after this here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And if you're looking to attend that game against the Bengals, as Ryan was just talking about, maybe you want to go check out Game Time. Our friends can help you get tickets, and they can help you get tickets even up to the last minute. If you decide you want to go next weekend, you can get, get tickets to the game from Game Time. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices show your total up front so you know what you're getting a great deal without hidden fees. Buy tickets in seconds with two taps. And the Game Time guarantee means that you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On NFL L O C K E D 
O-N-N-F-L for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. This brings us to maybe my favorite part of uh, it's a Christmas Day. It's a special day. Matt's here late covering this game for us. We appreciate you, Matt. And, folks, make sure you like, sub, and hit the bell here on this channel, as well as Matt's channel, Chiefs Digest, because he's going to give you all the goods that you need to have. And it's about taking away what is a bad day and turning it optimistic. What can they do to correct some of this is our next topic. And that's really going to be the topic going forward because it's going to be continual. And in my opinion, Matt, we talked about it earlier in the first segment. It is about Patrick Mahomes' decision-making, making sure that he kind of gets back to basics. I feel like this offense is continuing to stay on the little details, asking inexperienced players to make reads, make calls, and make subtle adjustments that the quarterback relies on with the veterans that those guys just aren't presumed and ready to make. And I feel like the continued simplification of this offense and where he puts the ball is what has to happen here. Maybe that means tight windows, but he's got to just let it rip rather than pulling it down and waiting, getting himself in trouble with the pressure. Can that be done, or am I just wishing into a well here? No, I mean, I, I think it can be done, but you make a, a really great point, which is that, you know, between what the Chiefs are trying to do right now offensively and dealing with some of the injuries as well, you know, it, it, the Chiefs have probably been hampered all along with, uh, and, and my colleague Sam McDowell was making this point from, probably from the very beginning before anybody else was, which is that, you know, the Chiefs were trying to fit too many receivers into their offense from day one. And as far as, you know, realistically having that many receivers be able to contribute in a season doesn't typically happen for most teams, much less an Andy Reid team. And, you know, I think there's a, you know, after the season, maybe it's willing to, you know, ask if whether trying to keep seven receivers happy and involved and in the rotation enough to get enough work to where that they were, you know, successful. And remember, and during training camp, it was even more than that. I mean, they were really trying to, you know, keep nine receivers in the rotation and, and see what they had with guys like Amir Smith-Marset. And, um, you know, it, it was that too many guys that they were trying to, to the kind of service and maybe that was the case because as a result, you know, it doesn't feel like there's been any receiver on this team that has really this year outside of Rasheed Rice, who I think is at this point mostly thriving on just own pure talent and natural instincts. But, you know, it's hey, now you're asking Richie James to come in and contribute when he hasn't been getting all the opportunities all season. I mean, now you're asking him to play a lot more snaps and you're playing in an offense with which. You know, he got underutilized maybe even when he was healthy, then he had the injury. I mean, those things have hurt too. So, yeah, I mean, who are the receivers who have the most work that you can bank on? Well, you've got Marquez, who admittedly is having a very down season, and whether that's just, you know, at this point in his career, whether there's an injury or another factor that's playing in that, you know, that's why you're now trying to kind of rotate and figure out some other guys who can help you out. And as, as a result, you know, I don't think that this team – at this point in the season still can identify and tell you who it thinks is its best three, four and five receivers. I mean, that's, that's challenging when you're in that spot. So I don't know if that can, that can be finalized. I mean, um, you know, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes talked after the game today about feeling like that they're close and that they, they see signs of being able to fix things. But the problem is, is that it's not the, the positive plays. It's not the good things that this offense can do. I mean, there have been obviously the good moments, but it's the penalties. It's the turnovers. 
It's the drops. It's the mistakes. It's the mental miscues. Even little things like lining up in the wrong spot and blowing a, a timeout at the wrong opportunity. Yep. We are seeing this defense do everything. Um, Marquez Valdez Scantling was getting kind of kind of blown at earlier, and I, I was blowing at him too because you know getting the offsides. Officials had a bad day too because they were uh, sloppy on some of their calls. That was an illegal formation on Marquez, not an offside. So. We can all kind of breathe a sigh of relief on that one, I guess. But still, you can't be doing that in this late into the season. And they continue to do that. And to me, that's that's going to be the problem. I mean, can this team play three or four clean games in a row? Well, we haven't seen it to this point. So is it going to happen now in January all of a sudden? I can't, I can't believe that's going to happen until we see it. And right now, I just don't see it. Well, and Ryan, you bring up something that's kind of funny to me. You, you talk about... Can Mahomes break out of this? Can they get the offense going in the right direction? And the reason I think it's kind of funny is because Mahomes is part of the problem at times. I'm not going to say that he hasn't had issues this season at all, but you start looking at some of the other things and you talk about simplifying the offense. Well, the veteran wide receivers that have been here and, you know, in MBS and Justin Watson are making mistakes that some of the, you know, the younger wide receivers are the guys that haven't been here, like Richie James. Uh, you know, could be making. And, and Richie James, it really surprised me. They have Washington that they bring up to play in this game, and they don't have him return. They have Richie James be the guy. And I liked what I saw from James on returns, but I thought that was going to be a guy that they should get more involved in the offense. And it didn't seem like they were really, they really cared to do that that much in this game. Uh, to me, if they're going to fix this and they're going to find a way to be successful in January, Unfortunately, the reality is is it has to be all on Mahomes' shoulders. And what I mean by that is he has to play has he, how he has in the past. He has to just let the ball go. He can't be second-guessing himself. He can't be second-guessing whether or not his receivers are going to make the play. And that may, lo- that may leave and, and may turn the ball over once or twice, but that's the only way that this offense is going to be successful moving forward is if he plays like he can – and just lets the ball go and tries to give his guys chances. There's no way around it. Matt, is, is it too late for a turnaround so they can get back to that that juggernaut of, of an aspect, maybe not as explosive in terms of total points, put up total yards, whatever, but to the point where we can feel like, okay, they're down or they need a drive that they're going to go out and produce. Can we get back to that this season or is it going to be a hunt the rest of the year? I mean, I, I feel like at this point with what we have seen to, to, to this point in the season, it, it is going to just be wait and see. I mean, I don't think that there is any reason to be optimistic to believe that this team can play. Like I said, you know, was probably going to be have to be four clean games in a row. I mean, they're not going to be the number one seed in the AFC. Uh, you know, the best thing you can hope for is still maybe clinging that number two spot so that you could still potentially host all the playoff games. I mean, if, if, if uh, the Baltimore or Miami were to get knocked off and, you know, early, then maybe you could get them here, but the chiefs must still could very easily end up as the three or the four seed and end up facing a very tough wild card game at home. And, you know, and, and, and frankly, I mean, we're even just presuming with two games left that they're going to win the AFC, which they haven't totally clinched yet. So, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not that gloom and doom. I mean, I don't think this team's losing the AFC. I don't, I don't see them losing two more games out this way. And, and the rest of the division getting through clean. I mean, so I do think that they'll, hey, they'll be AFC West champions. They will host a a, a home game in the playoffs. But what are your optim- optimism from there? I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, they've they've proven that when they are focused, like they were against Miami, that this team can play with the best teams in the in the AFC. 
Um, they can play with the best teams in the NFC, despite the fact that they, they've lost some of their best games. I mean, the Eagles game was a good one, a good opponent, lost that one, but I think it was at least, you know, for those two teams, one of their best games of the season. Um, but, you know, the fact is, is that what is what is your faith that the Chiefs complete clay clean football for multiple games in a row? We haven't seen it this year. So that's why, I mean, I'm still of the philosophy that, this team has a wide range of outcomes. If you told me that they're going to lose in the wild card round and you told me that they were going to make the Super Bowl, I believe either one. I mean, but right now, I believe in one a lot more than I'm going to believe the other. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. And the other thing that you look at in this, and I'm looking at the stats right now, Justin Watson has six targets on the day. And obviously, he didn't lead the lead the team. Travis Kelsey only had seven, so he, only, he had one more target than Justin Watson. That's a problem. Uh, when he has to be that guy, uh, and he only had 38 yards and one touchdown. Yeah, he got the touchdown. It was great. And he had a great catch on the Tommy Townsend fake punt, which we're not even going to be able to talk about really because this game went so poorly for the Chiefs. Uh, targeted Rice 12 times. He only got six receptions. That's going to be something that's going to need to be looked at a little bit more. I thought that he played a pretty good game for the most part, although that fourth down play that was near the end zone for Rice he's got to fight through the DB a little bit more. And it looked like the DB did have a hold of his arm, but they weren't calling pass interference in, in this game. It didn't seem. No, and, and I, I, I want to circle back. I do want to quickly circle one back, Ryan, the thing, something you really, you focused on that I, I just want to emphasize and punctuate, which is that if this team is going to turn it around, how are they going to do it? They're going to do it by the offense being on schedule and doing what's planned. They're not going to turn this thing around with Mahomes running for his life. Even if some of the greatest plays that he's ever pulled off, and some of the most memorable ones are ones in which he's done that, they are they stand out in your mind because they were great plays. But the reason why this team was what it was from 2018 offensively through last last year, so I think you can pull this year out to a degree, was because Mahomes was consistently getting the ball out on time, on target to receivers that, you know, even if they weren't as timed as much as Tyreek Hill will tell you that they are in Miami, it was still about making the read, getting the ball out quickly, even if it's not your first target, but still getting in the progression. Now it's no longer one, two, three, and the ball is out. It's one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, run. And then maybe the ball gets out. You you can't do you can't play that way consistently. Um, even though Mahomes can make plays like that, and sometimes his greatest moments have come in moments like that. When this team is piling up 400 yards a game and plus, it's because they're just consistently getting plays out. And think about you know when they have had to you know some to me some of the best plays that the Chiefs have had. Even Chad Henney ran them. I mean, when you're throwing a quick <laughs> out to Tyreek Hill for a first down. That's just that's a timing play. That is just getting the ball out on schedule to your playmakers. And right now the Chiefs aren't doing that. And some of that's on I mean, I think everybody owns a little piece of it. Some of it's on the receivers, some's on the offensive line, some's on Mahomes, some's on the play calling. But until you get back to the basics of being able to do that, this offense is lost. Well, and I love what you said on back that. Back to the basics. They, yeah. I was just gonna say I love what you said on that, Matt. The other thing about that is they always stayed ahead of the sticks for the most part. And they are great getting into third and long and being able to convert, but you can't build an offense and you cannot play like that consistently and expect to win. Uh, and they have too many negative plays, not even just the sacks. It's some of the different screens that have gotten blown up at times as well. Staying ahead of the sticks is extremely important for this team moving forward. Yeah. Matt, Matt said it best. Get the maybe out of this offense right now. 
because you are out of time. And we are out of time as well, folks. The bird is coming in off the smoker right now here. Matt needs to get home to enjoy his holiday. We hope that all of you enjoy your holiday as well. Not the greatest game, but we appreciate you spending your time with us on a holiday. My your family and everyone out there. Matt, thank you for your time, and I hope that you have a great evening as well. And Chris, hey, you're going to have to be right back here with me, but uh, enjoy your bird. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Everyone, check out ChiefsDigest.com. Be with us tomorrow. We'll have more for you this week. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.